the tip is just to let go of that fear. You know, I, I, I don't, you know, it's, it sounds simple when, when you say it. Obviously, it's, it's much harder for a person mm-hmm. who actually is concerned with that mm-hmm. problem. But sure. it, I guess it's just kind of like, you know, I always think, like, what do you have to lose? Not much, really. I yeah. mean, you know, um, you have all of the experience, every experience you make in your life, you can use to your advantage. If, should you kind of be in the position you have to apply for another job or whatever, right? right? I mean, right. a lot of companies are looking for entrepreneurial thinking, mm-hmm. whatever that means, basically, yes, right? the progressive mindset. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's always stuff you can, you know, use to, to, to sell yourself to sort of, you know, like like a potential employer. Right. So there's right. really nothing you have to, you, you can lose that right. much. Right. And, um, because yeah. as you said, so it's, just it's just all about the stages yeah. and the different Welcome to the Revolutionary Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Neetha Bhushan, and every week I interview unique game changers from local heroes to business icons to innovative CEOs, all from different parts of the world, exposing a new frontier of leadership. Grounded in emotional intelligence, in our conversations, we explore authentic and raw stories ranging from resilience, impact, and transformation as they bring in a new era of compassionate leadership using what I like to call emotional grit into their own lives. If you're curious to know more, check us out at emotionalgrit.com. Oh, I'm super excited today because we are just kind of talking to <laughs> Miss Luli from, yeah. is it now, tell me, is it uh, Founders? Blooming Founders. Blooming Founders. And when that crossed my way, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to know more about who this woman is. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about you know, yourself and how you got to kind of creating this incredible platform yep. for founders. Well, it's a little bit of a long story. I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can um, share as much as you want. Because <laughs> I think um, you know, what, what's happening now with so many people... Um, kind of transitioning or they're in the startup phase or they're transitioning from professional careers or they're looking to kind of join forces with um, a group. I think that a lot of the leadership skills, I mean, as you know, building leaders, it takes, it takes time. And I think that people are like looking for, you know, short, quick fixes and you can speak probably a lot, you know, to that. So for the viewers and the people that are watching that are kind of stuck or they're kind of, um, they're, they're really unsure, this is going to give them so much clarity. Yeah. Well, I think... Well, I hope I can give some clarity, but at least I want to give some reassurance that it is a journey and you have to trust in the journey. Mm-hmm. And that along uh, many sort of times along the journey, you have no idea what you're doing or you feel like you have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> yes, can we say that again and again? You have no <laughs> idea what you're doing and it's okay. <laughs> and it's okay. Well, because you feel like you're, you have no idea, but really you're, you're, you're on that journey, right? So sometimes you can only sort of put things together in hindsight and then in hindsight things become clear. Right, and um, so basically my journey, it was, has, well, I guess I'm the only child of Chinese parents, uh, yes. born in China, yes, the Asian parents, the Asian <laughs> parents kind of thing, right, yes. we moved to Germany when I was six years old, so I got all my education in Germany, and now I'm German. Wow. <laughs> and, Did your parents uh, speak the language? So they studied at Goethe Institute in, oh, wow. in China, okay. and I was six years old, so I just got thrown into kindergarten and oh school, <laughs> right, okay. and... Um, but yeah, but uh, yeah, so I picked up languages kind of as, as a child. Wow. And uh, yeah, I got 
all my education in Germany, went to business school in Germany, and I guess I just kind of followed what my parents wanted me to do, and, and you know, sort of the corporate life, and go to business school, working for the biggest companies and stuff, yes, and I yes. think, you know, many, many people achieving, can, achieving, achieving, yes, can yes. relate to that, and, yeah. but then you just kind of like start to realize, okay, it's not for you, kind of in some sort of way, you know, and you mm. can't really push yourself through an environment that doesn't serve you. In, in yeah, a way. it's not nurturing. Because yeah. I think that, well, I mean, as yeah. you know, being in, as an executive leadership coach, a lot of my executives are just dying on the inside, but they feel like they just don't have an outlet, so they yeah. have to be and put this mask on yeah, and yeah, yeah. be okay for the sake of their peers yeah. and not being judged. And I see that here. I've just only been in London like the last yeah. four days, and I'm like, wow, everyone's super dapper. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, yeah. I can definitely relate to to that because I'm, I started my career at McKinsey in in, in Munich. Oh, um, McKinsey, and and that's obviously you know sort of very prestigious firm. And, and I still really liked the firm, except mm. that it was just not for me, right? Mm-hmm. And also it was 2008, so it was just the beginning of the crisis, and wow. things were just kind of, you know, not, not really what, where I want to be, because yeah. I'm a person that's very much with growth and innovation and market mm-hmm. and product sort of like um, focused. Yes. So then I uh, moved on to join Procter & Gamble. Okay. So I was still on my corporate track. <laughs> so <And> corporate, corporate, <laughs> corporate. Yeah. When did you actually decide that you were like, oh my gosh, like enough is enough. Like I have been through all of these things and yeah, yeah, what yeah. am I really trying to chase after? You know, yeah. when was that? Did you have an, an aha moment or was it just like a burnout? What actually happened? Not at that switch actually because I made the switch from like in fairly quickly and, mm-hmm. and the, what helped was actually I had two job offers after graduation mm-hmm. so I knew I could join P&G at any given time really mm-hmm. so then you know it, it didn't take much basically um, to, to then make, make the move and, mm-hmm. um, and then because I did an internship at Procter & before okay. I knew the company I knew the culture it was much more fun and you know so um, so, yeah, so I made that switch at, at the time and I actually felt just kind of like oh you know actually you know, um, I try consulting, and people like tell you to try it at least. Yes, you know, yes. when you have the chance to, right? I mean, yes. don't really turn down a job offer from McKinsey. Totally, I mean, it's kind of like you know, no, you don't no, no, no. do that. I mean, you can yeah, not do it, try it, and then you can say, okay, it wasn't for me, and it's fine. Right, right. So, so I done that, and but then I spent about four years at Procter and Gamble, and okay. then I actually left. I quit corporate altogether, and I think mm-hmm. that's kind of like where. I had this aha moment, mm. um, and that was a big aha moment actually because um, after four years, after yeah, four years. my gosh, <laughs> that's a long time. Yeah, yeah it's a long time, but you know, I mean, it's time flies in the way. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I mean, yeah, it was a long time. I, I think you know, I, I felt like you know, I've learned enough in that organization. I wasn't going to do something new. They didn't quite give me the opportunity, but that that was actually not even it. It was what actually sort of was the trigger mm. of it all was. Um, I had it was a quite a toxic sort of politics sort yes. of situation, right? When like, is it ever not? Right? When is it ever not? Right? <laughs> so yeah, yes. and, and it's more sort of what a situation where I felt that as an individual I didn't have an influence on my progression, my career, and I was basically just sitting there and waiting for other people to mm. make some decisions. And so that was the first point that you actually realized that no matter how much you keep climbing, it yeah, really isn't yeah, in yeah, your yeah. jurisdiction. It's yeah. somebody else. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and I, I think you know. I mean, as as much as I could influence some of my boss, um, 
like I and I should have you know um, for a certain amount of time I had a difficult relationship with with my mm. boss, which I kind of like managed to turn around I think by the end. Yeah. But then he also had a difficult relationship with his boss. Sure. So then you know I was like oh my god like I can influence my relationship but that can't really help me. Right. Like so know, there are was, a lot of things that are kind of under not really in your control. Exactly. When you're in exactly, that. Exactly. So how did you take some of those shortcomings or those challenges those you know, those struggles, I guess you can yeah. say, if we're going to call it pain. Yeah. How did you take all of that and infuse it to now leading your own company? So I guess the realization was that I I don't want to be waiting for other people to make a decision on my career and Amen. my profession. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. And it's kind of like, well, it's, it's, it's not, you know, just actually sort of, I'm, I don't blame profiting at all. It's actually sort of the corporate setting that couldn't mm-hmm. happen in any of other company, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you get, you get to join a great team and you're like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. And then people move as they do. And then you get, you know, sort of, you, you get like, you know, bosses or, or colleagues that are not, you're not feeling yes. them kind of thing, yes. you know? And then you were like, oh, okay, time to move on, right? So you can like do this game, like, but yeah. then I just kind of like thought, why would I play that game if I can also create my own game? <laughs> That's true. And before we get to your new game, because I want yeah. to talk to the, about the new game, for those that are really just looking yeah. to, you know, get that Procter & Gamble, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, career or you know the McKinsey the Bain and that's what they're looking for but they're terrified they're so terrified because you're telling them about the new game so if they're curious about you know this climbing the corporate track Mm -hmm. for a little bit what tip what shamelessly fierce tip could you give them um well do it I mean just kind of you know if you have if you're given a chance I mean you have like I mean it's all life is of experiences basically right, right. So it's full of experiences so you can't go either right or wrong exactly so yes. you don't know what whether, whether it's for you or not maybe mm-hmm. it is for you maybe it's totally for you and you can completely thrive in that environment because right? I still have I you know I was a cosmetic dentist for about a decade yeah. and I still have you know mentees yeah. and um, students who are like you know we've seen that you built this you know million dollar practice and we want to be just like you yeah yeah and for a while I thought oh my gosh why why would you do that you know but then I'm like why would I crush somebody else's dream yeah, you know yeah, that's yeah. their dream you know and, and I think you're right like every we all have these given sets of experiences yeah, yeah. it's totally okay mm-hmm. and it's neither right or wrong yeah. it's just where you're at yeah, yeah. and I think you know, as women, we have different roles. You have your um, climbing role, you have your career role, then you have a, a spousal role. I don't know if you're married, but then you have, you know, then motherhood hits. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it's kind of, then there's things that definitely can shift. Yeah. And so, um, it, you know, I don't know about you, but it, it could be stages too. I think it's definitely stages in life. I mean, because I mean, every human being evolves over, over time, mm-hmm. basically, right? I mean, you can't really. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't think you actually grow as a, as a human being if you actually get stuck in one career for like the rest of your life because mm-hmm. it's, I don't think there is such thing as a yeah. career that kind of like develops you for like 50 years, you know, yeah. I mean, um, and people change, priorities change, you know, and sometimes you just get sick of something, something you kind of like, oh, you know, I've done that, I've seen everything, you know, yeah. I mean, I was working on Pantene, right, on Pantene? Yes, yes, and yes. For the Americans, because <laughs> oh, like you the brand Pantene, pan, it's pan, it's a Pantene in, in the UK. It's oh. a Pantene in, in Germany, and the, the brand has oh, different well. Pantene in Spanish, for example. Oh, I didn't even know that. I'm yeah, like, yeah, Pantene. Pan, What's that? I know, Pantene. Pantene. <laughs> in, 
Aussie Americans. <laughs> exactly. exactly. The so. silky smooth hair. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> still use it. So I'm still very loyal to the brand. Okay. And to it smells brand. so good. And, uh, yeah, but do it. I mean, after four years, it's only that much you can learn about shampoo. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. You know, it's so it's, like, it's time to, to do something else. Well, and um, what do you think the biggest learning tips have been with your new your new gig? This yeah, um, so I, I didn't start Blooming Founders straight after I left the corporate. So Blooming Founders is my third venture. Ah. So basically, like the whole sort of um, you know journey sort of started. Yes. And I think serial entrepreneur. I love it. Serial entrepreneur <laughs> in that way, which I think, to be honest, I think most people who call themselves you know entrepreneurs are basically people who just tried and failed a lot of things. Yes, yes. But it's good. It's good. It's yes. it's you know I'm not saying you know sort of. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean it's not easy, right? I mean I think when 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 you are mm-hmm. you haven't been an entrepreneur before, right? You have a rough idea about what you want to do, but you don't you don't know about so many things. Yeah, you don't right? really know what you don't know. Exactly. You're yeah. kind of like it's like we're all wearing blinders, yeah. and you just have no idea, but you do yeah. because you you see that person, you're like that person, you know, inspires me, and yeah. then it's just kind of like ping pong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when did you think, when did you start getting your groove and, like, really understanding that this is something that you want to really so, build? I mean, so I guess I opted out from the corporate career, basically, right? So I mm-hmm. kind of reached a point where I was so fed up. I was like, okay, this is clearly not moving forward. Um, so then, as a result, I have to work for myself, right? If yes. I don't want to work for somebody else, I have to work for myself. And, and then I said, okay, what could I do <laughs> by myself, mm-hmm. right? Or for myself? And then you just kind of, I mean, we did a lot of um, kind of, Personal development training, you know, yes. both at McKinsey and then Procter Gamble. So we did a lot of strengths-based mm-hmm. um, training. Yeah. And then obviously that was my first port of call. I said, okay, what I'm good at, what do I enjoy? Mm-hmm. I was working in beauty care, you know, so I like, I love aesthetics and all yes. these things. And um, so I trained as a image consultant first. Wow. Okay. Because I thought, oh, you know, I want to help these women in middle management trying to get the next promotion, which was basically me. <laughs> where we are yeah. at that stage yeah. of our life. But it's kind of like, you know, you see the problem where, like, yes. you see the problem and you're like, okay, I can't solve the problem for me, but maybe I can help this one for other people. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, so I trained as an image consultant, but then it was, I, I really liked the idea of doing that work, but then, you know, to your point, mm-hmm. you don't know what you don't know, is that I actually, so when I was doing the work, I realized the business model doesn't work out. Um, it's not, you know, a business where you have clients that come back to you repeatedly, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like, it's, it's like 80% of the clients were on one off mm-hmm. and like the repeat cycles were very long. Mm-hmm. Even when I speak to other, you know, image consultants, it's like, yeah, that's just what it is basically. Right, right. And uh, you need to build your profile for like, you know, five to eight years, et cetera, et cetera. And then I just realized, okay, I'm not patient enough. <laughs> to yes. To do that. I think we have yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And then, but in also, and in, in sort of, you know, sort of on the other side, like when I was doing, you know, sort of I was, I realized that the work became quite repetitive for me, mm-hmm. and I kind of actually didn't really enjoy that. So you really were trying to understand the different aspects of you that you so, liked yeah, I guess, and not I guess liked. until this today, I, I like the idea of that that work, but sure. the work is just not for me because I'm. It too impatient to do it <laughs> like the business, most people you know, realize that, yes <laughs> you know, okay, and, yeah. um, and like the business model doesn't, doesn't work and and so I kind of left the business behind after a year and a half mm-hmm. moved to London about three years ago oh from, from you know, Zurich oh from Zurich yeah, okay yeah. wow so I was in Portugal, Switzerland. got it and okay um, so Germany Switzerland now you're here in London yes 
Yes. Wow. <laughs> and uh, yes, I moved to London and I started a different business. And I thought, okay, to put my McKinsey hat back on and, yeah. you know, sort of explore the very big market opportunity, which sure. was the Chinese tourism market. Yes. And we know that, you know, how many Chinese people are traveling yes. on the And world. you speak Mandarin or? I speak Mandarin. Okay, yeah. And, but my work was really sort of sort of helping the retailers, mm -hmm. and the hospitality people, kind of understand Chinese customers yeah. better, sure. Sure. so they can adjust their communication, or they not even adjust. Right. Most people didn't have anything. Yes, because I <laughs> just like learned that up. it's different. Mainland China is yeah. different than Hong Kong and yeah, yeah, Taiwanese, yeah, 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 yeah. and so you know yeah. you don't even want to compare the two because no, they're no, completely no. different. Yeah. I just realized that two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> It's still, I mean, it's still such a big opportunity. It will, it still oh, will it totally be in like the next is. decades. But I mean, if you want to do something, you know, as a, as an individual, it's really hard to move the needle. Right. And I mean, I was looking to build a team, but I couldn't find you know more people with the exact skill set that I was looking sure. for. So I couldn't scale the business, and that's when I came across the concept of scalability, mm. of not just working for yourself and sort of you know on a retainer or like on a, on right. a contract, right. but you also want to. I mean, I wanted to grow. The business and get more people, yes, yes. etc. And 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 I think that's when I came across the fact that I'm as a founder more interested in building infrastructure mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and not always turning my time for money. Got it. And yeah. um, and I'm just like really not interested. Basically, yeah. you know, I get tired of it. I get burned of out course, from it, right? Because I always feel this personal pressure right. on my personal time. So building the infrastructure. So so I kind of like then sort of um, stepped away from that business. Just kind of like round up the last. Ah, contracts. And I was like, okay, like let's not do that anymore because you know, I mean, it's not the right thing to do for me now. Yeah. It's not the right solution for the market either because totally. you're not moving the needle bit by yourself, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And and then I stepped away and I said, like, okay, actually, it's really hard to build your own business, mm -hmm. and I should be able to find a business that that you know is for you mm -hmm. and that you want to also build sustainably. Yes, and I love that you blend into so many different, you know fields to yeah, kind of yeah. see what actually yeah. worked well because there's so many you know startup entrepreneurs that I work with and you know if the first one fails they're like oh my gosh you know never I'm, I'm never like recovering tragedy. off of this <laughs> yeah tragedy and you're like well no yeah, you just yeah, yeah. learn from it and then what did you learn about yourself so that you're not going in the same pattern yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're picking a different way of exactly. thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. so I love that you've been able to do that yeah. and you know, and I know we're running out of time, yeah. but um, what tips do you have for um, that are you're shamelessly fierce because you totally are that you have for you know folks that are, are wanting to start something and that something is just you know holding them back. Um, it's I think the, the the tip is just to let go of that fear. You know, I I, yeah. I don't you know it's it sounds simple when when you say it. But obviously, it's it's much harder for a person mm -hmm. who actually is concerned with that mm -hmm. problem. But sure. it, I guess it's just kind of like, you know, I always think, like, what do you have to lose? Not much, really. I yeah. mean, you know, um, you have all of the experience. Every experience you make in your life, you can use to your advantage. If, should you kind of be in the position you have to apply for another job or whatever, right? right? I mean, right. a lot of companies are looking for entrepreneurial thinking, mm -hmm. whatever that means, basically. Yes, right? the progressive mindset. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's always stuff you can, you know, use to, to, to sell yourself to sort of, you know, like like a potential employer. Right. So there's right. really nothing you have to, you, you can lose that right. much. Right. And um, 
Because yeah, as we said, so it's, just it's just all about the stages. Yeah. And the different part yeah. of the experience. Yeah. So like and I think I think like for me, like, you know, sort of regret is kind of like on the other end, you know, sort mm -hmm. of like what you what you could have done. Yeah. And didn't. Kind of, exactly. Because you were afraid. So, so that's kind of like, yeah. you know, what, what, what I, you know, don't want people to be stuck with, basically, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I think all of my decisions I've made because I thought, oh, I would totally regret not doing the other thing. Right. And, um, and, and yeah, so, um, we didn't actually get to talk about living farmers at all, but it's okay, no worries. <laughs> Shell, yeah. how would you explain Blooming Founders to people? So I'm now building the infrastructure that yes. I was kind of like then yes. to, uh, and it's an infrastructure that supports female founders, because oh, I, I found out that 70% of women start up by themselves, like me and like a lot of other people, mm -hmm. and, and it's really hard to embark on a journey, and if you're doing everything by yourself, because women tend to be too tough on themselves, yes. right? And Very then, hard on themselves, and which then, is why we're here. Yeah. That's why we're here, and then so I provide the platform for women to sort of you know connect. It's kind of really you know it's a it's a it's a community, it's a network where people can ask for help, mm -hmm. very practical help actually. Mm -hmm. So it's very sort of business focused. Yes. And um and then I kind of built you know I run events. I'm opening up um a, a work and event space basically in in London where oh. women can get together and especially also the women like a co-working like a co-working ah, for thing. women yeah amazing and design for women and. We'll have, you know, sort of girly things. We'll have a crash in there. And it's going to be seven days, open seven days a week. Amazing. So we can also, you know, serve the women who have a full-time job at the mm -hmm. moment but want to build their side thing. Yes. Because we all have side projects. We all have yeah. side projects. And actually in London, I think in the U.S. we have more, like, a lot more people have side projects. But in London, more and more people are looking They're to start. Starting. And I think a side project is really good for to get women that confidence and get let go mm -hmm. of the fear because mm -hmm. a lot of the fear is driven by the unknown. Totally. Right? totally. So then it's kind of like, you know, it's easy for someone from, from like me to say, okay, just let go of it. Yes. Ciao, bye. <laughs> and, and they're like, yeah, but I still have it. It's like, okay, <laughs> what do you do, you know? So it's like, okay, well, get going, right? Let's start to build something, right. be part of the community, meet the other women, and... And then you see that you're not alone, mm -hmm. right? Um, but you have—that's the biggest thing that you're not yeah. alone ever. You're yeah, not, exactly. is that, and you know, obviously, Lou, this whole infrastructure that you know obviously takes time, it but you know, time. at the end of the day, you're also giving back in ways that are creating this massive ripple effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so, where can we learn more <laughs> and just get connected, and so so that so many people can kind of come and start learning, yeah, and gaining your wisdom. So the website is bloomingfounders.com. Awesome. And then, yeah, we will most active actually on Twitter. So it's at bloomingfounders without the E. Okay. It's one letter too long for Twitter. Got it. <laughs> Founders, <laughs> DRS. Exactly, DRS. Awesome. And uh, yeah, and my email is lou.lee at bloomingfounders.com. Perfect. I'll put it, I'll put it in the yes. show notes. Amazing. Great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Revolutionary Leadership Podcast, where you can learn from unique game changers on how to enhance your human potential and uncover the new era of leadership using the methodology of emotional grit. For a full series of podcasts and access to additional resources, please visit emotionalgrit.com. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please spread the love and give us a five-star rating on iTunes and share it with your friends. We would so love your feedback.